The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. 3.06 already, 3.07 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. We were talking earlier about the royal wedding. You planned to get up and watch. No, no. Oh, no, no, sorry. You planned to go back and watch. We're going to tape it. Right. My wife intends to get up. Uh, But if the royal wedding's not your thing, here's some other stuff happening over the long weekend. You heard it on our news yesterday. Uh, City of Edmonton announcing the opening dates for its five outdoor pools. So uh, Fred uh, Broadstock and Queen Elizabeth Outdoor Pools will be open for the summer on May 19th. Mill Creek, which is the one I used to take my kids to, it'll open on June 1st. Oliver follows June 9th. Borden uh, Natural Swimming Pool will open on June 22nd. Uh, the Queen Elizabeth Outdoor Pool will open over the long weekend, uh, mm. and it's free, right? So remember that was the thing? Do you remember when the mayor... It yeah, was right. part of that 150 celebration. Well, that and the fact that the mayor said that, hey, listen, we're going to take your waiting pool away from City Hall, but uh, listen, all the pools are free, so there you go. Um, want to make mention as well, Canadian Blood Services is urging Edmontonians to consider over the long weekend uh, donating blood. They say that holidays and long weekends are typically a really difficult time for their blood system. Blood donations decrease, but the, the demand doesn't. So... Yeah. If you want to do something absolutely uh, selfish, selfless, selfless, selfish, selfless. No, it's not selfish. If you want to do a really good thing, if you want to do a really great thing, um, go give blood. And uh, lastly, over the long weekend, if your plans are to camp, which, you know, this is the first weekend for a lot of people. But if you're going to Manitoba, they lifted the the booze ban on the long weekend. No way. Yes, they did. Wait a minute. They had a booze ban? Yeah. well, what do you a mean booze, by that? A booze ban. I don't understand that sentence. Drink, well, you couldn't drink in um, in campgrounds. In, in <laughs> what? Yeah. Keep talking. And you it. ask me why I don't cheer for the Jets. <laughs> Um, so there's an app. Um, you know, you don't necessarily need to have this year-round, but it, if you're planning to camp, um, you can download the uh, provincial government app. It's an Alberta Fire Bans app. So if you Google that or go to Play Store or however you iPhone people do it, um, the app will tell you about fire, uh, current fire risks, provide latest information on where a campfire or burn is or isn't allowed. Uh, we do have a number of fires burning, 274 since March 1st, 274 wildfires already. And of those fires, listen to this, 99% considered to be caused by humans and were preventable. So as of May 15th, that's yesterday, 88 fire bans and fire advisories are in, fe- in effect across the Alberta. So if you're looking at camp Laurel. somewhere. Ooh, what was that? Laurel. Complain <laughs> <laughs> it all day. Something to think about uh, over the weekend. We often camp on the long weekend. We're not doing it this year. Well, if you're going to Manitoba, mm-hmm. we'll allow, again, allow alcohol to be consumed at its most popular provincial campgrounds on the May long weekend. Um, this was instituted. There was a Victoria Day weekend alcohol ban instituted in 1995. 1995? Yes. <laughs> you, what? You, yeah. Listen, sorry. We're you seeing, can't, where yeah. can't you drink? Well, you couldn't. What's the point of going camping? In Manitoba. Yeah. Since 1995. Yeah. On the May long weekend. Oh, just on the May long in weekend. In the provincial parks. Okay. You couldn't drink. Even still, that's right? ridiculous. Yeah. That's like saying you, you, saying, you can't uh, cheer at a Jets game. What are you talking we're about? We're seeing fewer incidents of rowdyism and well, yeah. episodes of public drunkenness in our parks. Of course. Speaking about public drunkenness. Yeah. And did you see this story from Air Canada? I did. So, And, we, and you know what? It's another people behaving badly on aircraft. I suspect, like we've, 
probably a lot of us have mm. been on a plane, and in some cases, you're dealing with, and it doesn't even have to be a plane. It could be at a football game, could be wherever sure. someone is, you know, just off their rock or drunk. Mm-hmm. A, pilots decided to divert a plane and land because of two women who were so gunned how, on this flight. How drunk are you? There, It's an Air Canada flight 323, Montreal to Calgary. They diverted to Pearson in Toronto. Uh, passengers saying these two women were out of control. Uh, apparently, they boarded a little intoxicated, but nobody noticed or they wouldn't have allowed boarding. And then just started pounding it back. Flight attendants determined their behavior was so disruptive that they actually didn't serve food or alcohol. They decided, we can't bring more booze Uh -uh. out. Um, The captain then was notified, and he felt it was not safe to continue the flight. And uh, he diverted, as I say, at 8.17 p.m. PM Monday. He made the decision to divert the trip uh, into... He was, uh, they were on their way out and closing on airspace over Toronto, where they called the tower. They were given permission to land, and these uh, two were taken off the plane in handcuffs, and apparently to cheers from... Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody on the plane. Like, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Listen um, to that. Can I just... Sure. How this was written. You know, sometimes, you know, you see... It's kind of cheesy. Yes. Um... The women, this is the news report, the women were taken into custody and held in a police station overnight where there's no snacks, reclining seats, in-cell entertainment, or bar service. Police, of course, did offer them bar service of a different kind. And the clanging, however, was not the sound of ice hitting the glass. When these bars close, they don't open until police say they do. (laughs) Was that written by somebody in Edmonton? No. Good. So they won't hear me. I, I thought it was funny, but the thing was, the story was written very factually, and until then, in, then until then, and then suddenly it went into this uh, sort of, you know, whatever well, you call that. I thought I thought it story. it was like two different people wrote the story. Yeah. yeah, it was like someone started off. It's like the police yeah. reporter started off the top, and then you know, or they were drinking while writing the story. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think I might have told this story, but a few years back, Coach and I were coming back from Sault Ste. Marie, and you know the Sault Ste. Marie Airport. It's this newsroom is almost as big mm-hmm. as the Sault Ste. Marie Airport, and there was a gal on trying to get on that flight and she was I don't know if she was drunk I don't know if she was high but whatever it was she was just feeling no pain whatsoever and she had a little sundress on oh and she's you know flipping her leg like you you could first off just in the in the seats you could see everything that she owned and they like her carry on yeah <laughs> more yeah see what her stowaway yeah and um <laughs> and the the uh, the crew w- w- wasn't going to let her on. No. They finally agreed. She was coming to Edmonton. She was <laughs> so I'm going to be I'm going to be with this woman all day. So they get her through security, and uh, Coach and I are sitting there, and she plops herself. Well, she comes over towards me, and she's like, "Move your bag." And I'm really? like, "No, I'm not moving my purse." And uh, she starts asking me questions about Edmonton, and she starts pulling out money from the top of her. Well, from her bra, from the top ah, of her dress. So she was working the night before. I don't know. She was she was coming out here to meet some guy that she had met online. That's right. So on the plane, she's rowdy. On the plane, oh, she, so she got on the plane. They let her. They let her on wow. the plane. I'm just like, this is not going to end well. This just became Edmonton's she, problem. Yep. She was at the at the back of the plane, 
And as we're all standing up to try and get off the plane, she's trying to push her way through, right? I'm like, that's, you know, it's like no one's getting off this plane any faster than you are. As we're walking in, so you land at Pearson, and so the small planes, you know, mm-hmm. the Ottawa, they land down down yep. below, and you have to walk up there. That's you right. go up the escalator. Yep. Two older women were on, well, there was a number of older people on this plane, but this gal, again, she's maybe 20, 21 years old, two senior, she goes up as we're walking down the hallway and throws her arm around these two older women, and these they're like looking at us like, help, please help, please help. <laughs> Anyway, you walk down to the other end, and we got down there. We put her on. She's sitting at the bar, and she's just pounding back Caesars, pounding them back, pounding them back, pounding them and back. she still has a flight to take. She still has a flight yeah. to take. And she was a little twig of a thing. Mm. And um, so we go to board our plane, and she's. they're like, you're not allowed to get on this plane. And she starts losing it, absolutely losing it. And she's a big, you know... All upset. I'm going to see my grandmother in Edmonton. Oh, who's now it's a grandmother, oh, which it wasn't. Because yeah. I heard all about the guy. Yeah. Right. And uh, eventually, I went over and I said, "Oh, by the way, she's been like this since Sault Ste. Marie this morning at six o'clock. At six o'clock in the morning, she's been like this. I think she came straight from the bar or wherever, got on the plane, um, and she wasn't. Uh, they didn't allow her on the plane. Just really? You're staying here. See, I admire you. Why? I just do. <laughs> Come on. There's more to that story. <laughs> I admire I admire the fact that the first trip we ever took together, mm-hmm. I get to the airport and I text you where and I'm like, I'm like, where are you? Well, where where are Chili's? Oh, hungry? Not really. <laughs> but you and I both sort of have this ability, and maybe it's just an age thing, possibly, and it's a good thing, um, to have... Quite a few drinks, and have nobody know. Mm. That we're but here's the thing. I mean, if you're traveling, you also have to be aware of that. Yeah. I mean, this girl yeah. and other people like these people have shown up absolutely. You know what? Yeah. And you know, I'm not getting. I'm not getting totally gunned. I might have a beer or two. At right. The right. That's what I, I mean. Yeah, the yeah. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of that, though, before we take our break... I mean, you've got to listen. Who is it? Breakfast Beer. Who sings that song? Is it George Kent? Breakfast yeah, Beer? Yeah, I've heard that tune. before. It's very funny. <laughs> um, there was another incident. I sent it to you last night, and then, then I sent a text or a tweet or uh, email saying, i got to get off the internet. Well, this this is just a sad story, because this is domestic violence. No, not that one. Oh, okay. This one. Uh, there's a guy in Anchorage, Alaska. He was a passenger on an Alaskan Airlines flight from Seattle to Anchorage, Um this guy now so this guy is sitting on a plane and he looks over and he sees another guy watching a movie that apparently has some scene in it in which a, a man runs naked so i don't know what movie it was or whatever but that's becomes an important detail to the story because he then gets back to watching his movie or doing whatever he's doing then he looks up and sees a naked man the the guy who's <laughs> running up the aisle trying to get into that's the cockpit Right, and then now starts running back down the aisle. Everyone's just stunned and doesn't know what to do. So this guy steps into the aisle and stops him, and you know, basically, what are you doing? And and the guy apparently had one line after another, just one liner, jokey kind of joke jokes, like he thought this was funny as hell. And apparently, my guy, the passenger, had enough and slapped him, like sort of one of those thanks I needed that slaps. So he, this naked guy wasn't really violent, but this guy just slapped him. And then when he did. 
you know, the, the fight ensued and they uh, got him down to the ground and apparently they had tied his hands and put him in the back of the plane um, where, and, and uh, among the people who helped tie his hands was this other guy who now they think is his father. They think they were traveling together, but he was subdued and left in the back of the plane where they normally, you know, put the food and drinks together and and apparently yelled at the passengers for the rest of the flight from the back of the plane. <laughs> it's like that, remember that, that kid that yeah. we told you about not too long ago who just yes. ate, year, uh, ate yes. eight hours on the plane, right. the two-year-old? Just the, every yeah. passenger is saying that's all it was for the rest of the flight was this guy on yelling. the ground with his hands behind his back yelling. <laughs> and police, of course, have arrested him. FBI were notified because... In the United States, when in uh, U.S. Yeah. airspace, that becomes a possible mm. terrorist charge, right? But the FBI are not going to lay a charge, but local police are. So it's just weird. Well, there's a lot of weirdness going on. We'll take a break here at 319. When we come back, we're going to head to Langley, B.C. Mm, that's really weird. Remember when uh, Remember we told you a story not too long ago about someone at a Tim Hortons throwing a snake? Yes, this oh, is worse. Oh man, this is so much worse. Okay, although this text that just came in from uh, the one, the someone about uh, the Vegas story. Mm-hmm. So there was at the Vegas airport, this woman was so inebriated, she was in a wheelchair. They were wow. pushing her, and she got to the gate. They refused her, and she was yelling at everybody, the SOBs, and that she was going to sue people and and everything. Wow. Who gave her the wheelchair? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So this is a story. And just before warned, you guys, if you, if you Google the story, there is video that goes along with this. Well, so the video for, is the story, yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, just consider yourself warned. Yeah. I, I didn't click on the on the video. I didn't need to see oh, it. Oh, I did. I just uh, read about it. So you, uh, you, I, let me just, before you describe yep. it, set this up. So this video's out there. It's a security camera, mm-hmm. and it goes viral. Yeah. But nobody knows where it took place until a couple of days ago when Langley police stepped up and said it's actually happened here. So I I don't know what is going on with with people. Mm. And I don't know. So, yeah, there's a woman. She's in Tim Hortons. Mm -hmm. And this is all captured on the store security camera. It shows a woman becoming increasingly irate with an employee behind the counter. She's getting more and more Mm -hmm. angry, more and more frustrated. There's no audio, so it's hard to determine what the argument's about. But my best guess would be that she wanted to use the washroom and they weren't allowing her. That would be my best guess, but that's simply a guess. But you can walk into a Timmy's and use a bathroom. I don't know in Langley. I mean, I've been in restaurants where you have to ask for the key, so I don't know. But there's an argument anyway. Uh, Okay. Um, Continues to escalate, and ultimately this woman drops her pants, Mm -hmm. defecates on the floor, Mm -hmm. and then throws it at the employee. Mm -hmm. She cleans herself up with a napkin Mm -hmm. and then throws that at the employee. That's right. And she actually, uh, she's uh, had a sweater tied around her waist. So she actually undoes the sweater, puts it aside, Ugh. undoes her pants, drops those, and uh, just goes right there in front of the counter. And it, with no hesitation, swoops down, That's just... picks it up and throws it. And I, she doesn't look, you know, looks can be very deceiving. If you were to see her in the lineup, you would not think... What's going on here? She just looks like a real middle-class, normal. normal girl. 
Uh, Mounties say um, they did attend the scene. Uh, the woman was released on documentation to appear in court on a later date. They say the uh, BC Prosecution Service will determine if charges will be laid. Well, I think the charge is assault. There's a number of charges. Well, there could there. be a number of charges, sure. I would think the primary. It, it was an assault. There's no question about it. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And I mean, I mean the fact you, they, they found her, they some, know who it is. Yep, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, it's it's it, disturbing to watch. All of a sudden, I'm shocked. Just when I think that I can't get shocked anymore yeah, by the I things I hear or the things that I see or the things that we tell you about, yeah. someone does something, and I think, where in your... I was going to say right mind. Maybe that's a problem. Where... Wh- I don't know I just because we always want to say or we always Where's feel we have to, to say something? that it's probably a mental health issue, right? Like that's the easiest way to explain it. But the fact that these incidents are happening more commonly and more frequently, I'm starting to suspect either everybody's suffering from some degree of mental health or it's just a conditioning over a long period of time. I blame the internet. I seriously do almost with a, a, a bit of tongue in cheek, but the fact that people have become so hostile and, and so so unsociable on the internet that it's now it's just it's just overflowing into, into, real, life. into real life where you think because you know you'll see people on the internet who lose it over nothing right just lose it and call you every name in the book but it's all anonymous and i think it's it's just i know this is a leap to make this connection but it just feels like people's interaction with other people has become so it's like, we it's like we don't know how we, to exactly. interact with another human anymore. You don't anymore. know how to complain. This woman doesn't know how to lodge a complaint without losing her temper and defecating on the floor. That's in, where she got to. Place. Right. And then throwing it, scooping it up and throwing it at the person. It's just... Hmm. Just weird. I don't know what they... I, 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 yeah, you just got. I, I thought it was a joke. Them. I actually, I snoped it. I snoped it to make sure it was real. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, good on you. I didn't think to do yeah. that. Yeah. So I was like, is this real? Because there was a story the other day. I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't sound real. Right, so right. So I snoped it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, right. it's a real story. <laughs> the 6:30 Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on 6:30 Chad.